Two, justification is an act of God's grace, flowing from his sovereign goodwill and pleasure. The elect of God are said to be justified by his grace, and, as if this expression were not strong enough to set forth the freeness of it, the word freely is added elsewhere, being justified freely by his grace, Titus 3.7, Romans 3.24. Justification is by many divines distinguished into active and passive. Active justification is the act of God. It is God that justifies. Passive justification is the act of God terminating in the conscience of the believer, commonly called a transient act, passing upon an external object. It is not of this I shall now treat, but of the former, which is an act internal and eternal, taken up in the divine mind from eternity, and is an imminent, abiding one in it. It is, as Dr. Amos expresses it, a sentence conceived in the divine mind by the decree of justifying. Now, as before observed, as God's will to elect is the election of his people, so his will to justify them is the justification of them. As it is an imminent act in God, it is an act of his grace towards them, is wholly without them, entirely resides in the divine mind, and lies in his esteeming account and constituting them righteous through the righteousness of his Son and as such did not first commence in time, but from eternity. First, it does not begin to take place in time, or at believing, but is antecedent to any act of faith. 1. At faith is not the cause, but an efficient, but an effect of justification. It is not the cause of it, in any sense. It is not the moving cause of it. It is the free grace of God, being justified freely by his grace, Romans 3.24 nor the efficient cause of it. It is God that justifies, Romans 8.33, nor the meritorious cause, as some express it, or the matter of it. It is the obedience and blood of Christ, Romans 5.9.19, or the righteousness of Christ, consisting of his active and passive obedience, nor even the instrumental cause. For, as Mr Baxter himself argues, if faith is the instrument of our justification, it is the instrument either of God or man, not of man, for justification is God's act, and he is the sole justifier. Romans 3.26 Man doth not justify himself, nor of God, for it is not God that believes. Nor is it a cause of sin qui non, as the case of elect infants shows. It is not any class of causes whatever, but it is the effect of justification. All men have not faith, and the reason why some do not believe is because they are none of Christ's sheep. They are not chosen in him, nor justified through him, but justly left in their sins, and so to condemnation. The reason why others believe is because they are ordained to eternal life, have a justifying righteousness provided for them, and are justified by it, and shall never enter into condemnation. The reason why any are justified is not because they have faith, but the reason why they have faith. It is because they are justified, was there no such blessing of grace as justification of life in Christ for the sons of men? There would be no such thing as faith in Christ bestowed on them. Precious faith is obtained through the righteousness of God and Saviour Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1.1 1, 1. Nor indeed would there be any room for it, nor any use of it, if a justifying righteousness was not previously provided. Agreeable to this are the reasonings and assertions of Twist, Markovius and others. Now, if faith is not the cause, but the effect of justification, then, as every cause is before the effect, 
and every effect follows its cause, justification must be before faith. 2. Faith is the evidence and manifestation of justification, and therefore justification must be before it. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. But it is not the evidence of that which is not yet. What it is in evidence of must be, and it must exist before it. The righteousness of God, of the God-man and mediator Jesus Christ, is revealed from faith to faith in the everlasting gospel, Romans 1.17, and therefore must be before it is revealed, and before faith to which it is revealed. Faith is that grace whereby a soul, having seen its guilt and its want of righteousness, holds on to the light of the divine spirit, a complete righteousness in Christ, renounces its own, lays hold of that, puts it on as a garment, rejoices in it, and glories in it. The Spirit of the Lord, witnessing to his Spirit that he is a justified person. And so he is evidently and declaratively justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians 6.11 3. Faith adds nothing to the esse, only to the benessence of justification. It is no part of, nor any ingredient to it. It is a complete act in the internal mind of God without the being or consideration of faith, or any foresight of it. A man is as much justified before as after it in the account of God, and after he does believe, his justification does not depend upon his act of faith. For, though we believe not, yet he abides faithful. That is, God is faithful to his covenant engagements with his Son, as their surety, by whose suretyship righteousness they are justified. By faith, men have a comfortable sense, perception and appreciation of their justification and enjoy that peace of soul which results from that. It is, it is by that only, under the testimony of the Divine Spirit, that they know their interest in it and can claim it, so have the comfort of it. But, for justification is the object and faith the act that is conversant with it. Now, every object is prior to the act that is concerned with it, unless when an act gives being to the object, which is not the case here. For faith, as has been seen, is not the cause nor matter of justification. What the eye is to the body, so that is faith to the soul. The eye, by virtue of its visive faculty, beholds sensible objects, but does not produce them. They are before they are seen, and did they not previously exist, the eye could not behold them. The sun is before it is seen, and so the innumerable other instances. Faith is to the soul as the hand is to the body. Receives things for its use, but then these things must be before they are received. Faith receives the blessing of justification from the Lord, even the righteousness by which it is justified from the God of its salvation. But then this blessing must exist before faith can receive it. Psalm 24 verse 5 Christ's righteousness, by which men are justified, is compared to a robe or garment, which faith puts on. But then, as a garment, must be wrought and completely made before it is put on. And so, the justifying righteousness of Christ be before it can be put on by faith. 5. All the elect of God were justified in Christ, their head and representative, when he rose from the dead. And therefore they believe Christ engaged as a surety for all his people from eternity, had their sins imputed to him, 
and for which he made himself responsible. In the fullness of time he made satisfaction for them, by his sufferings and death, and at his resurrection was acquitted and discharged. Now, as he suffered and died, not as a private person, but as a public person, so he rose again, and was justified as such, even as the representative of his people. Hence, when he rose, they rose with him, and when he was justified, they were justified in him. For he was delivered for our offences, and was raised again for our justification. Romans 4.25, 1 Timothy 3.16 And this is the sense and judgment of many sound and learned divines, as besides our Sansfords and Dr. Goodwins, the learned Amys, Hornbrook, Wisters, and others. But, secondly, justification is not only before faith, but it is from eternity, being an imminent act in the divine mind, and so an internal and external one, as may be concluded. 1. From eternal election. The objects of justification are God's elect. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies, that is the elect. Now if God's elect, as such, can have nothing laid to their charge, but are by God acquitted, discharged and justified, and if they bore this character of elect from eternity, who were chosen in Christ before the world began, then they must be acquitted, discharged and justified so early, so as nothing can be laid to their charge. Besides, by electing grace, men are put into Christ, and were considered as in him before the foundation of the world. And if they were considered as in him, they must be considered as righteous or unrighteous, not surely as unrighteous, unjustified, and in a state of condemnation, for there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ, Romans 8 verse 1, and therefore must be considered as righteous, and so justified. Justified then we were, says Dr. Goodwin, when first elected, though not in our own persons, yet in our head, as he had our persons then given him, and we came to have a being and an interest in him. 2. Justification may well be considered as a branch of election. It is no other, as one expresses it, than setting apart the elect alone to be partakers of Christ's righteousness, and a setting apart Christ's righteousness for the elect only. It is mentioned along with election, as of the same date with it, wherein, that is, the grace of God, particularly the electing grace of God, spoken of before, he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Ephesians 1.6 What is this acceptance in Christ, but justification in him? And this is expressed as a past act, in the same language as other eternal things be in the context. He hath blessed us, and he hath chosen us, and having predestinated us, so he hath made us accepted, and indeed, as Christ, as always the beloved of God, and well-pleasing to him, so all given to him, and in him are beloved of God, well-pleasing to him, and accepted with him, all justified in him from eternity. 3. Justification is one of those spiritual blessings wherewith the elect are blessed in Christ, according to election grace before the foundation of the world ephesians 1 3 4 that justification is a spiritual blessing none will deny and if the elect were blessed with all spiritual blessings then with this and if thus blessed according to election 
or when elected, than before the foundation of the world. And this grace of justification must be no small part of that grace which was given in Christ before the foundation of the world was. 2 Timothy 1.9 We must say, says Dr. Godwin, of all spiritual blessings in Christ, what is said of Christ, that his goings forth are from everlasting. In Christ we were blessed with all spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1.3, as we are blessed with all other, so with this also, that we were justified in Christ. 5. The everlasting transaction, the same excellent writer thinks, is imported in 2 Corinthians 5.19. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And the very learned Wistus is of opinion that this act of God may be called the general justification of the elect. And indeed, since it was the determination of God, and the scheme and method he proposed to take in Christ for the reconciliation of the elect, not to impute their sins to them, but to his Son, their surety, then, seeing they are not imputed to them, but to him, and if reckoned and accounted to him, then not to them, and if charged to him, then they must be discharged from them, and so justified, and a non-imputation of sin to the elect is no other than a justification of them, and thus the Apostle strongly concludes the imputation of Christ's righteousness, which is the formalius ratio, or the form of justification, from the non-imputation of sin and the remission of it. Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 4, 6 to 8. 6. It was the will of God from everlasting not to punish sin in the persons of his elect, but to punish it in the person of Christ, and that it was his will not to punish it in his people, but in his Son, is manifest from his setting him forth in his purposes and decrees to be the propitiation for sin, and from his sending him forth in the likeness of sinful flesh, to condemn sin in the flesh, and from his being made sin and a curse, that his people might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, as has been often observed, no new will can arise in God. God's wills nothing in time but what he will from eternity. And if it was the eternal will of God not to punish sin in his people, but in his Son, then they were actually discharged, acquitted from sin, and secured from everlasting wrath and destruction. And if they were eternally discharged from sin and freed from punishment, they were eternally justified. Dr. Twists makes the very quiddity an essence of justification and remission of sins, which he takes to be the same, to lie in the will of God not to punish, and asserts that this will not to punish, as it is an imminent act, was from eternity. 7. It deserves regard and attention that the saints under the Old Testament were justified by the same righteousness of Christ as those under the New, and that before the sacrifice was offered up, the satisfaction given and the everlasting righteousness brought in. For Christ's blood was shed for the remission of sins that were past, and his death was for redemption of transgressions under the First Testament, Romans 3.25, Hebrews 9.15. Now if God could, and actually did, justify some three or four thousand years before the righteousness of Christ was actually brought out, taking his son's word and bond as their surety, and in a view of his future righteousness, why could he not, and why may it not be thought he did, justify all his elect from eternity upon the word and bond of their surety? 
and on the basis of his future righteousness, which he had engaged to work out, and which he full well knew he would most certainly work out. And if there is no difficulty in conceiving of the one, there can be none in conceiving of the other.